When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Cordell. You're listening to Steeler Nation. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your Steeler Nation podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Striker, and I believe the Nobel Prize Society is correct. We are living in a simulation, and I finally have proof, Steeler Nation. How the hell do you name Tyler Huntley? As a freaking pro bowler. Look at these stats. Guys only started five games. He went two and three in those five games. 75 for 112, 67% completion percentage, which actually is a really good completion percentage. 658 total yards passing, two touchdowns, three interceptions, a 77.2 quarterback rating and 43 rushes for 137 yards and one touchdown that ladies and gentlemen is now a pro bowler so the problem is how are these guys getting in evidently for the voting processes which i only thought was going to involve starters now involves first alternates and second alternates for some reason tyler huntley got on a voting I don't know how he was the fourth highest voted quarterback last year because even when they voted, it was done around Thanksgiving. This guy was not putting up numbers. He wasn't even a starter. There has to be a correction for this type of thing. And it has to be, you can only vote the starters, let the league figure everybody else out because you get Tyler Huntley instead. Look at Kenny Pickett's stats. We can say Kenny Pickett's got snubbed. I can tell you 12 quarterbacks got snubbed, but we'll start with Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett had better stats than Tyler Huntley on everything except for quarterback rating, which he missed on three tenths of a point and completions. He was at 63% to 67%, which is a phenomenal completion percentage. But when you're only having to throw a hundred passes, you can get a better completion percentage. And Kenny Pickett's completion percentage was in 70% range when his first 100 passes this year as well. So I'm not saying Kenny Pickett is a pro bowler at all. I'm only stating Huntley definitely is not a pro bowler. Patrick Mahomes, he's obviously playing in the Super Bowl. Josh Allen is hurt. He had to pull. Joe Burrow didn't want to play. He has a bruised ego. He's not playing. Trevor Lawrence correctly got voted in or, or added on as an alternate. Guy's been playing balls out this year. Tyler Huntley was the next voted person. He was voted above Derek Carr, who was playing in the in the Pro Bowl, who I thought Derek Carr is definitely a better quarterback than Tyler Huntley. I think there's very few people that think that. And then you have your other people that were, quote-unquote, voted in that could not play. Lamar Jackson being one who's out injured uh, still with that issue. And uh, Justin Herbert has just had shoulder surgery. And Tua is still in concussion protocol. So those three guys are obviously ineligible. So let's go down 
the rest of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL and see if Huntley has better stats than anybody. Mac Jones had more wins, more games played, more yardage, more touchdowns, better quarterback rating. Zach Wilson, more wins, games, two yards, and touchdowns as well. Deshaun Watson only played the back half of the season as well. Pretty comparable to Huntley. More wins, games, yardage, touchdowns, and rushing yardage in a smaller set. Ryan Tannehill, more wins, games, yardage, touchdowns, quarterback ratings, and rushing touchdowns. Matt Ryan, Huntley only has more rush yards. Matt Ryan is better than Huntley in every single other statistic, including that completion percentage. Davis Mills. We'll get to him last. We'll say Russell Wilson first. Huntley only beats Russell Wilson in completion percentage and rush yards. Davis Mills, Houston's quarterback. The three-win guy. Huntley only beats him in completion percentage and rush yards as well. So that is where we are at. You've got a backup quarterback on a team that doesn't have stats. Got into the Pro Bowl. Like, Brock Purdy has those stats. I'm fine if Brock Purdy got named to a Pro Bowl. But come on. Unfortunately, he's got to go through UCL surgery with that elbow. But this is just obscene. And the problem also, too... uh, is naming these teams before Christmas. Like Kenny started having his back-to-back game-winning drives to win games on Christmas Eve against the Raiders. And then the next week, directly against Huntley, balled out on him on his own turf. He couldn't do anything. Our guy was the one that won that game. It's one of the other biggest problems about voting too early. But still... Still, this is still not the biggest travesty, in my opinion, for Pro Bowl voting this year. And I blame Steeler fans on this one, guys. I do. Sorry, Steeler Nation. You're at fault on this. Highsmith was not named as a Pro Bowl alternate due to voting. Why? Because Steeler fans were voting for Watt, who wasn't even playing. That was my issue. Watt wasn't playing and dropped out of this game. It should be immediately, yep, we're putting Highsmith in. But no, Highsmith was bumped. Now, Highsmith led the league in forced fumbles, five. Sixth in sacks, 14 and a half sacks, 62 tackles, 12 TFLs, and 20 quarterback hurries. Phenomenal stat. These are TJ Watt stats from two years ago, guys. The guy is a baller, and we're happy to have them both now because he racked up most of those stats without Watt playing on the other side of him. Now, I will state that Matt Judon deserves to be in the Pro Bowl. His stats were phenomenal. Uh, Khalil Mack, uh, for the Chargers, got in on names. All of his stats were below Alex Highsmith's. All of them. Every single one. TJ Watt shouldn't have been voted in at all. That's Steeler Nation's fault. Bradley Chubb was the replacement for Mack from the Dolphins. He has the same amount of quarterback hits but all of the rest of his stats are way below Highsmith's, including those sacks. I think it's at nine. Matt Milano for the Buffalo Bills is the replacement for Watt. More tackles than Highsmith. He's almost got the same tackling numbers that an inside linebacker guy. He got like 99. I can respect those numbers, but, and same TFLs, but everything else way below Alex Highsmith. So 
That's the problem that we have to get to now. How do we correct these errors in voting? Do we not announce the Pro Bowl until we get closer? Only vote for starters, in my opinion. And guys, now it's time for our sponsors to talk about over here. Uh, for Manscaped, because they sponsor the questions from Steeler Nation. So go on over to manscaped.com. Put in your promo code STEELERNATION, all one word, all capitals. You get 20% off your order and free shipping. So go on over to Manscapes. Don't get your sack sacked. They'll take care of your balls. Manscaped.com, guys. Promo code STEELERNATION, all one word, all caps. So first question coming over from Steeler Nation from Blitz. Striker, striker, striker. Who are your starting inside linebackers next year? Well, currently, as we're looking at the roster, there's currently only two linebackers, inside linebackers, still even on the roster. That's Jack and Robinson. So that's right there. Those are your starters. Robinson was starting here at the end of the year. Jack was a little injured, which is why he was coming in and out a lot toward the end of the year as well. But Jack played well when he was not injured. Um, if Spillane gets re-signed, probably say Spillane and Robinson. And they may cut Jack in that instance just to save that money, maybe get some better, cheaper options uh, at inside linebacker. If not, start drafting it because we need to draft more of them. Um, next question from Blitz. Are you cutting weight? <laughs> he saw my picture. I hit my first ace in disc golf. i uh, super happy about it. It's a 200-foot uh, shot. I had to come around, big hook left down a tree line, through the tree line between two out-of-bounds ball fields. Stuck it right in the basket. But yes, I'm trying to, to lose weight. Vacation didn't help. Uh, obviously, I'm back on diet now. Uh, no meat, no dairy. Uh, what are we paying Sutton per year next year? Got to keep that guy. Okay, so to keep him blitz, uh, I'm thinking at least a 10 mil a year range. Uh, so you're looking at like a four-year, $40 million deal. And if you do that, it's probably going to keep his cap hit right around $5 million. Um, so that would be ideal if we can get him in there for that though. I am sure I remember just that he's got like a million or 2 million on there because we were able to spread out some of his signing the last time. Cause it was the COVID years and you could spread out that signing bonus to unsigned years. We did it with Juju. We also did it with Sutton. So that's an aspect too, that we got to worry about and not worry about, but it's, so that might bring it up to around 7 million for a cap hit. Still not horrible for a starting corner and a guy that we developed who's killing it. Absolutely killing it. Cooley man with the next questions. So Tank Dell from Houston, the wide receiver, uh, playing in the senior bowl. He came in at five foot eight point three inches in height, 160 weight. Uh, so he's pretty small, obviously. Many reports have him as the best wide receiver at the senior bowl. I posted a few videos of the senior bowl practices in the draft network article on him. If Steelers draft him with the Tank Dell thread eclipse. The Dree Archer thread. Now that that was this is an epic thread to fill you people in that aren't on SteelerNation.com football forum. The Dree Archer thread got so big, 125 pages long, or actually technically I do read the longer pages, so double that, close to 300 pages long. It was being tagged on Google for everything, and that was because we drafted too small of a guy. Now Dree Archer is still smaller than Tank Dell, um. So, but I've seen the film on Tank Dell, and I love it. I love his footwork. He plays his footwork almost like an, an NBA guard driving to the hoop, breaking ankles. I mean, he's really good footwork. Hand placement is good. Uh, he got long arms for a short guy. 
six foot wingspan when your wingspan is usually equal to your height. Generally, you got some issues where wingspans can be larger or shorter, but this one, his wingspan is significantly larger than his height. That will help him in jumping situations and contested balls for his undersized height. Um, but he tr- falls under that dreaded 170 pound mark, which I state as the size you have to be at to play football in the NFL as a wide receiver consistently and not be hurt all the time. Now, his height I can get past, but not his weight. Uh, Calvin Austin. 5'9", 162 pounds. A pound bigger, or sorry, two pounds bigger, one inch bigger. And he can't get on the field. This guy didn't play a down for us last year. Two injuries knocked him out. One going on IR the first time. The second one when he re-injured himself when he has the 21-day window, could not come back to play. His size bothers me. So I don't want two guys on the roster at that size. You have to utilize that pick to draft a... Slot X capable guy, in my opinion, that's also punt and kick returner. Matt Insomniac for the next questions. What non-special teams position do you think the Steelers will least likely address in the draft? Um, you say state that depending on if Gentry is re-signed, you state tight end. And that would be a big reason. If we, if we sign Gentry, we're not touching tight end. Now, I'm going to state as the roster is now, just going with trends and looking at the roster, I'm going to say we're not going to draft a running back. Running back is probably off the table this year. Why? Because we have our starter locked up for another two to three years with a fifth-year option. We have our backup locked in for another three years as an undrafted rookie free agent, us being able to utilize that exclusive rights free agent uh, tag on him to keep him for a full four years. So then we'd only need a third-string quarterback. You can pick that guy up as a vet minimum or a low vet that can do the job or another undrafted rookie free agent. So that's the way I'm looking for the Steelers to probably fill that slot this year. Um, So yeah, so tight end, probably off the table, unless you consider if they're still able to utilize Connor as the third tight end and starting fullback, which is probably what's going to happen with him too, then you wouldn't have to re-sign a tight end as well. But third string tight ends, you could probably pick up in free agency as well. Um, Rank the division rivals by hatred levels. Okay, for me, Most hated division rival is the Ravens. No two ways about it. Best rivalry in football. Hate hate it when they win the most. Uh, Second would be the Bengals now, especially now that they're getting good. Uh, I used to hate how they were going out to injure players. That was the way that Perfect and Pac-Man played, and that team had that mentality. We want to hurt you. We want to knock you out of games. Um, The Bengals, these Bengals don't seem the same, but they're getting a little bit more aggressive, but they're not as bad as those Perfect teams. Puts them just under the Ravens for me. Browns, they're the little brother. They're a non-factor. They're mostly harmless. <laughs> so Browns aren't even in it on there. Obviously, we can all agree that the Browns would be last. Uh, next question from Matt Insomniac. If you could bring in one offensive assistant, who would it be? I stated this on earlier podcasts. I would point to Joe Lombardi. Uh, and I, I've stated before, everywhere he's gone, he's either developed a quarterback or made them better. I didn't give examples before, but this time I am. So he had Drew Brees in New Orleans um, for, geez, I think he started in 2007, and then he went through, and they took a couple years off, two years off to go to, to uh, um, Detroit in 14 and 15, and then came back in 16, or sorry, 15 and 16, came back in 17 through 2020 to stay at New Orleans. So 
this is where when he was with Drew Brees, nor of course they won a Super Bowl. Uh, they were in Pro Bowl six out of the seven years he was there. Eight time All Pro, four time offensive. Uh, oh, sorry, eight Pro Bowls. Sorry, eight Pro Bowls, four APs, three Offensive Player of the Years, and an MVP runner up. So that's huge. Those are all huge stats. Now he went to play with Matt Stafford for two years in Detroit. Those two years in Detroit, Matt Stafford made his only Pro Bowl he made after his, yeah, I think his rookie season. I can't remember if he got in his rookie season, but as a player in Detroit, it was the only year he made it after his first year as a Pro Bowler. That was underneath the Joe Lombardi's tutorage as his quarterback's coach. And uh, he had 32 touchdowns and 13 interceptions the year he did not make the Pro Bowl. Those are Pro Bowl stats. He put up sick numbers that year. He was a snub. Excellent record. Then he went to, to um, the Chargers, worked for uh, Herbert after his rookie year, made him a Pro Bowler, and this year as a Pro Bowl alternate were the two years that he worked with Herbert. Great guy to work with quarterbacks. I would love that guy in here in Pittsburgh working with Kenny Pickett, developing him to the next level because all three of those quarterbacks, Herbert, Stafford, and Breeze, were prolific passers. Prolific. Huge touchdown numbers. Could get to the 30s uh, plus. Absolutely the guy I want to have tutoring Kenny Pickett. Think he can make our team instantly better. Next question from Flash Steel. What is your formula for a return to the playoffs and at least one win achieved? What needs to take place for this to happen? Um, we have to improve offensive execution, number one, uh, slash. Uh, I thought this year, honestly, if we made the playoffs this year, we would have beaten Buffalo. I think that was a really good matchup. We were playing excellent football. Buffalo was a team on the decline. They were banged up in some spots. Probably would have rolled through them. Probably would have beaten. Um, well, we probably would have had to play Kansas City the following week. That's a tough matchup, but they weren't scoring points. And we would have been going after a slower Patrick Mahomes with a fully healthy defense. Better matchup for us. Don't see the blowout that would have happened the year before. Kansas City might have might have beaten us then. But we are a playoff team this year. We could have made it. We didn't. We missed out on an extra, extra point or a small field goal. It happens. So Buffalo and Cincinnati were great. So just stay healthy next year. Kenny Pickett just needs to be a little bit pro, pro, more prolific in his passing, get multiple passing touchdowns a game, take some of the heat off of that running attack, make it more balanced. We're going to go far. We're going to be a very tough out with as good as our defense is going to be next year. Everybody's pretty much intact. It's going to be a really good, good team to watch. Um, last question from Slash. I would like to see Drunken Cope Disc Golf Tournament. That would be entertainment at its finest. Uh, one beer can take the edge off there, Slash, but um, because I sometimes I think too much about my shots, but no one wants me to see me do anything athletic while drunk. Uh, I'd swear too much. I'd lose discs. I'd get mad. I mean, yeah, maybe you guys would get excited about that. So, but it's something I just can't do. <laughs> uh, confluence. Why hasn't Flores joined another team yet? Um, if he stays, will he be elevated to assistant head coach? Well, Mitchell is already our assistant head coach, uh, on our staff. I don't know if we're able to have two assistant or multiple assistant head coaches. I've never heard of that. Um, but one thing I am sure of and the rules that they're that they are, um, it's difficult 
You cannot take an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator position if you're an assistant head coach. That is strictly to state you cannot leave this team unless someone else wants to interview you as a head coach. That is all that title means. So probably did uh, him a favor keeping him as an uh, a coordinator or assistant, sorry, uh, defensive assistant. So that way he could keep his options open to go to a, be an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator or head coach. Gives him more options. So right now also you have to deal with the NFL. Is still He's still under a lawsuit with them. So you have some teams that probably won't do business with Flores because he's still under suit with the NFL. Steelers don't care. They're a family organization. They separated that from the man and the coach that Flores is smartly because he did help us out a lot last year. Um, next question. What is the real impact with the team this season? Well, for me, the biggest impacts were developing a rookie quarterback check, uh, and showing you can win when, after we started the season so poorly, not losing the locker room. I think that all of those three things were attained this season because a lot of teams lose their locker room starting off two and six. We did not nearly made the playoffs. So this is a young team. Uh, I think there's a lot of positives to take from last year to build on for next year. Uh, next question. Has Devin Bush cleared out his locker? <laughs> Not officially yet here, uh, um, Confluence. But the beginning of March, soon as the first day, or no, I think it's March 15th, that is the day his locker needs to be cleared out by because the Steelers aren't signing him. They're not going to give him an offer. He is going to be playing free agency. Uh, next question from Khan. Will the Steelers go wide receiver with one of their first four picks? Possibly. Possibly. But I think probably going day three with a guy that I said earlier, a uh, slot-capable guy that's also capable to run X to back up uh, DJ, also being capable as a kick-and-punt returner or special teamer. That's the type of guy the Steelers need to bring in. MTC, will Kenny Pickett win a Super Bowl with Pittsburgh? I hope to hell so, MTC, and I'm rooting for it. But here's the numbers that I can give toward an argument to make us all feel a little bit better about drafting Kenny Pickett. So, Steelers have drafted four quarterbacks in the first round in the Super Bowl era. Two of them already are Hall of Famers that have won multiple Super Bowls. Other one was Malone. Obviously, he didn't work out. He made it to an AFC championship game but so the odds are at least two out of uh three that we drafted before in the first down have made it to super bowls and won super bowls now if you want to go back even farther i'll go back for the old heads here uh len dawson and ted march were the only other two first round draft picks for the pittsburgh steelers in the 50s and 60s now len dawson ended up leaving the steelers joining kc being a hall of famer winning a super bowl with them still a Super Bowl winning quarterback, Hall of Famer that the Steelers drafted. Ted Marchabroda, decent average quarterback, ended up being a great coach. <laughs> he was not a great quarterback, but still a great football mind. Didn't work out. So right now, only Malone and Marchabroda are the only two first round drafts quarterbacks that, this, that have not won Super Bowls. So Kenny Pickett, you are in good company here, especially with a recency bias with the Super Bowl. And hopefully you will be the next guy to raise number seven for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Drink Iron City with the last questions. Number one, Cam Hayward has been named to the Pro Bowl. Congratulations to him. How do you see his contract being restructured? What dollar amount per season and length? Um, he's made his sixth straight Pro Bowl 
lots of all pros. Uh, I don't see them really having to restructure unless they want to deal um, and, and drop the cap hit, which can happen. So, cause he's under contract for two more years. So if they do right now, he's taking a $22 million cap hit. They can free up to $12 million by turning his nearly $16 million salary into a four-year signing bonus. Drops it down, spreads it out to four, $4 million a year. So that's how you free up $12 million. Will they do it? I don't know, but it can be done. Next question from DIC. How much truth is rumored that Coach Tomlin extension and what amount would his pay be? Um, we talked about this before, and that was the first time I looked up the numbers for Coach Tomlin. Um, after, uh, after last year's performance, obviously I extend Tomlin. I, and I want him to be part of the Kenny Pickett experience the next three years, four years, which is now what it looks like they're going to do. They're going to give him four if they give him an extension. Um, I think it was a head coaching of the year performance this past year. So currently he makes $12.5 million a year. Um, he should be paid as much as $15 million a year. It's probably going to take probably closer to 14 to 15 in that range is merited with his tenure because we've got guys like McVeigh that's making 15 and Pete Carroll are the only other two people making 15. Uh, Belichick's making 20 million a year. Obviously he gets to make that amount with all the Super Bowls he brought in there, but Tomlin just on 10 years should be right around that 15 million a year range. Uh, next question, Drink Iron City. Have the schedules been released yet on mini camps and training camps? Not yet. Mini camp is always in May. Training camp obviously always starts at the last weekend in July, then carries over into, uh, or last week of July, then carries over into August. Uh, those usually don't get released until the end of June, early July. So we're not going to hear that until the podcast, which come up after the draft. Uh, will a core four be retained? Be be retained at his $13 million a season, or is he a candidate to restructure with a pay cut? Um, I don't think they'll be cut at all. Uh, he's a vet on the line, and you would only save $6 million if you cut him. So that's that's the number that I use. Because you're like, oh, I can cut that guy and six, save $6 million. Yeah, you can. But can you replace a solid right tackle starter in the NFL that's durable, that doesn't get hurt, for $6 million. No. No, you can't. <laughs> so, I don't ask him to take a pay cut. I think he's been done what he's been asked for. I don't think he's a liability. If you're looking to do money elsewhere, we can talk about Trubisky. We can talk about Miles Jack. Those are, to me, more options that, for mobility than somebody that's an entrenched starter at right tackle. I don't touch a core four. Uh, last question from Drink Iron City. True or False. With just a couple key players to fall in place, can this be an 11-plus win team next season? I say true. I think they have to retain Spillane, Sutton, and KZ. That does it cost effectively to find your answers at inside linebacker, uh, starting safety, and corner. Um, and then right there, as it is, it's going to be a tough out for anybody. Absolute tough out. I mean, we might have to decide, or you guys might not believe that Leal is not a plug-and-play starter. I believe Leal is now. I believe Okajobi is a lesser need right now to draft than Leal is, but that's my opinion. Um, Baltimore is also on the decline. If they're they're going to have issues with Lamar, if Lamar is not going to play for them next year, whether he's holding out or whether he leaves for another team, we're looking at this being a six-win team in Baltimore. Max Tyler Huntley's not a winner, and they've got to find their new quarterback next year if that happens. Um, 
And they'll be competing with Cleveland for the bottom of the division. Bonus question. Will you be doing any player interviews this offseason? Fingers crossed, Drink Iron City. Um, but one, I don't have anybody lined up yet. I'm um, starting on my draft show. I'll be doing that here at the end of the month to get uh, all my um, um, at least asks to former players, players to see if anybody's going to come on the show again this year. But I'll find that out after the Super Bowl. I'll let you guys know. Uh, Cope, all is good here on the farmstead. Glad your vacation in Florida was fabulous. Thanks again for all the work you're doing here. Salute the nation. Salute to you too, sir. Enjoy your dinner. Guys, go on over. Check out our sponsor, uh, Total Sports Enterprises at tseshop.com. They got a great storefront there. Follow them on Twitter at Total Sports ENT to get free stuff all the time from them. Always handing out free jerseys, which are people here. Miles, I know one one here at Steeler Nation. Uh, being a great listener here on the show. Uh, VidCast will be on Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern time live. Join us there. I'll take all your live questions. I can't today. I'm under a time crunch. I'm sorry, guys. See, there's 26 comments up today, but I'm sorry I can't take them today. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Nation. Read our great Steeler-focused articles at SteelerNation.com. Tweet us at SteelerNation. Instagram and Facebook, SteelerNation.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at underscore SMPodcast. Or follow me. On the tweets, on the tickety talks, on the Instagrams at SN Strikers. Spell with a Y. Why? Because I love the Steelers. <laughs> That's all the time we have on the Steeler Nation podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your humble host, as always, G Striker, rooting for long with you, as always. Go Steelers!